We are in a perfect storm when it comes to individual disability insurance. There has never been a better time to be offering disability insurance solutions to your clients. Consider that there are an unlimited amount of prospects. There is virtually no competition. Products are better than ever, and compensation is at an all-time high. Doesn't that sound like a business opportunity in which you want to be involved? But there is no easy button to push. You still have to put in the work to have conversations with prospects and clients about the importance of protecting their income and their business. The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have these conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. I'm Chris Carlson. I'm here with my good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, how are you doing this fine morning? Chris, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. Beautiful day here in sunny Colorado. Don't have to worry about ski season because that ended a long time ago because of COVID-19, but it looks like we're going to not have record lows like we had all last year. I think we're back to sunny springtime in the Rockies. So I'm looking forward to the week. It looks like we're heading in the right direction for what we like to refer to as the pandemic. And with that being said, let's all hope that we can go see one another physically here real soon. Yeah, that would be really, really good. Well, Mike, one of the things you and I talked about from the very beginning, everybody obviously is aware of how much you and I love to hear ourselves talk, but we also want to bring on guest speakers, you know, those people who are the real thought leaders in our industry. And I'm really excited today because we have one of my favorite people in the industry who's, who's been incredibly successful, and that's Bob Hermer, the principal. And I'm going to kind of turn it over to you because I know you and Bob go back many, many years. Chris, thanks. And, uh, yes, I'd like to welcome Bob to the podcast, but just a little history on Bob. So he, he's really shy, doesn't like to brag about himself. One, first thing I'll say is Bob is a little bit younger than I am, actually a few years younger than I am. But he is the most physically fit human being I've ever met in my life. That being said, most of us get upset because we can't go to Starbucks. They're closed. We can't go get something to eat because it's closed. The only thing that Bob has talked to me about incessantly since this whole thing has started is why he can't go to the gym. I haven't seen a gym in years. And the only thing, he's like, he sent me a picture the other day, Chris of his lanai down in Florida. Bob can tell you if he lived down right outside of Sarasota, Florida. But he sent me a picture of lanai and he had like bricks and sandbags. It looked like he was in a yard in a prison working out um, <laughs> because he has nowhere to go. So he's got all of these little homemade devices. I told him you could buy weights. And the interesting thing there is Bob said, you know what, so many people already had that idea that they're kind of hard to get. That being said, Bob and I go back to 1992. So we've basically been hanging out for around 28 years, going on 29 years of, of, of not only what I consider dear friendship, but working hand in hand or working together over all these years in the world of income protection, disability insurance. Bob and I started, I started, Chris, as Chris started, we all are, I guess, protégés of the Provident Life and Accident. Bob started with Brian Laber and I in 92. 
as a little brand new sales guy, well, I never called anybody a rep, still don't believe in that term, as a sales guy, went on to work for Provident, period of time went by, I, we all know Provident kind of disappeared. Bob ended up doing the same thing that I did on the exact same day and going to principal. I think, Bob, you can tell me 20-some years ago. We started in 97. Yeah, it's been a while. So it's been a while. And um, Bob, in the last, oh, I think, how many years have you been in Florida, Bob? Four. Four years in Florida. Bob's career started in Chicago. He was always a Chicago guy. As a matter of fact, I don't know if he got out of the state of Illinois until he went to Florida, actually for work. Uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys. He's from the south side of Chicago. St. Lawrence High School grad, for anybody who knows where that is, a good Catholic school in the South Chicago area. He has led the principal financial group through their regional vice presidents. Actually, we were the first two they ever had. But for the last three years, and it'll probably be fourth in a row, Bob has led the nation in DI sales. So regardless of where he's been, whether it was in Chicago or whether it was in uh, moving you know, to a territory, it obviously wasn't a new territory. But when he moved there, he actually reported to Candy Biller and I. The point is, is it's like, Bob, you've got to grow this territory. We don't expect you to go and just leave the numbers the same. Before I retired, Bob was already well on his way to creating a much bigger, stronger, and more profitable territory than it was previous. And the guy previous to him did a great job. So without further ado, I'd like to just, you know, introduce Bob Herman. I'm going to ask him a simple question here, and then I'm going to let Bob talk about it. In all the years, Bob, that you've sold income protection, which has been almost your entire working career as an adult. I'd like from you to hear, I'd like to hear from you, excuse me, what is the one basic concept or idea that you've used continuously that's been successful for selling income protection? I know we all deal with retail that have to go out and ultimately, you know, what or with wholesalers, excuse me, that ultimately sell retail. And what I mean by that is we typically not really sold a lot to the end consumer. I know we've done a million joint calls and health, but in your world and all the experience that you've had over the years, what is the number one thing? And then I will be quiet. It comes to mind, Bob, for you when selling income protection. Mike, there's a more than just one, but I would also, before I start, Chris, can you tell me Cogdale embellishes a little bit? Okay, yes, we've been along, together a long time. I remember 1992, Mike, when I started at Provident, I had no idea about marketing disability insurance at the time. I learned a lot from you and Brian Lauber. But back then, it was contractual features that we talked about with our competition. And when we went out and talked to a broker, the difference is our contract versus others. In, uh, in why a, was that? Why was that? Yes, in your opinion, why? Because there were multiple carriers on the street Absolutely. selling different products. But today, Mike, I spend most of my time, and we talk about this all the time too, is motivating people to sell this stuff and can ha and also providing enthusiasm for them to continue to sell this stuff. You know, we, we talk about setting expectations with folks, and I think it starts from the very beginning. When you sit down with a client, you've got to tell these folks that there's three areas that I help my clients. Number one, the event they live too long, die too soon, or become sick or hurt. We have so many advisors today that spend all their time in that first part, first segment. You know, what happens if I live too long? Everybody wants to talk about investments or retirement and all that cool stuff, right? But yet those other two are probably the most important, important part of that financial plan. And 
we've got to make sure we set that expectation up front with our customer when we sit down with them. From the very first meeting, this is the areas that I help my customers. It is so important that we do that because it's not an oh-by-the-way sale. It is a very important part of this whole process that we that we talk about. And I break it down in a couple of, of different ways, Mike. I, I look at it from a standpoint, number one, there's four things our clients want to know. There's three common objections. There's two common traits a producer have, and there's one overall objective. And I think from a, the four common things our clients want to know, we we try to keep this as simple as possible. But, you know, how much can I get? When does it start? How long does it last? And most importantly for our clients is how much does it cost? If it was free, everybody we want, would want it. We know that. So in, in, I'm going to bounce around a little bit, but those four things that when I start a conversation of, of a joint call and I'm going on a call with somebody, that's probably the areas that I start with most, along with understanding the value of an individual contract. What does non-can guaranteed renewable mean? The fact that once you buy this policy, nobody can ever change it or take it away from you, regardless of your health, your job, or your income. Any of those things change, this contract will not change at all. I think it's important our clients understand that. I think in regards to the objections that we face, you know, as advisors, three most common objections I hear is it's never, it's never going to happen to me. It costs too much. And I've got something already through my employer. We've got to be able to come up with answers for those objections, right? And it leads me to those two common traits. And I spend a lot of time on these traits because I think they're important to understand for any advisor. Number one, you've got to have a high degree of confidence when you sell this stuff. And the confidence comes from your knowledge of the product, understanding how this stuff works, whether it's the different features of a disability contract, definition of disability, how residual works versus recovery, cost of living riders, things of that nature. But, but also from an underwriting standpoint, both medically and financially. I think it's something that confidence continues to take place over time as we learn each and every day. I still learn in this business each and every day. I've been doing this a long time. But we learn and we gather confidence as time goes on. So we are comfortable in front of our clients talking about this stuff. It's no different from an advisor that's, that spends his time in the investment arena and he knows everything about the different funds that are out there and the, and the market and all that other stuff. It's the same thing. Bob, let me interrupt really sure. quick. I want you to I, I want you to focus on this for just a second. When you talk about confidence, and, and it's a question that's coming right back to you, and I know the answer. I just want you to elaborate a little bit. There are general agents and like regional vice presidents for your organization, principal, all over the United States of America, fair, that are more than willing to sit down with you and become the coach to teach you and give you that confidence that you need to go do this for your clients. Is that a fair statement? Without a doubt. I think of all the things that I that I know in this business, Mike, I've learned from somebody else. I learned from guys like you and Chris Carlson. And I could remember starting at Provident and not knowing, you know, anything at all and looking at you guys, what you guys were already accomplishing at, at Provident. I was a long way from that stuff. But you guys have always taken the time to, to, to educate, to, to have a conversation. And this stuff never goes away, right? We we talk about this stuff, whether we're out fly fishing or sitting in a car. It doesn't matter. We're always talking about it. But, yeah, those resources are, are definitely out there. And I think, Mike, the other part of it, and the second part is the one that I think is is the one that we have also a lot of control is, 
is having conviction, conviction in the product that we sell. I think conviction is something that is also like confidence comes over time. You have to develop that conviction. Um, you talk to anybody that sells a lot of disability insurance and you see this and or almost feel this enthusiasm that they have that every one of their clients should own this stuff. And if they failed to get their client a policy, they failed that customer. So conviction, I think, comes in two ways, I think, that you can establish it. You can't just say, hey, I got conviction. <laughs> you need to buy this stuff. I think it comes in our actions. And, and one of those actions is we, we talk about all the time, own it yourself. I started in the insurance business and at Northwestern Mutual and we were told to own the stuff. You, it's hard to sell it if you don't own it yourself. And then we would show people what we owned. It's no different with a disability contract. You better be, you better own your own before you start selling this or, or recommending it to your clients. But the second way that we also show conviction is our consistency, our consistency of our messaging. You know, the fact that in the very first conversation with your client, you're going to talk about those three things in the event you live too long, die too soon, or become sick or hurt. That's the start of it. But it's also the messaging that comes continues to play out. When we tell our clients they need to own this stuff and they say, you know, for whatever reason, hey, Chris, you know, I don't have the money at this point in time, or I really don't think it's going to happen to me, or I'm comfortable with what I have through here at work. I don't care what the objection is. Our job is at least to give them the opportunity to say no. But also, if they say no, no doesn't mean no forever. We've got to continue to come back to that client and show our conviction by saying, hey, Joe, we talked about this six months ago. We talked about this a year ago. This is important. You need to make sure that we have this in place for your family. Part of the reasons why no isn't no forever is that our client situations change. They change all the time. They they evolve. You know, they get married. They have a they they change jobs. Uh, they have children. <laughs> they got more responsibilities and obligations. So it's our job to consistently put this messaging out there. And I think you know that this enthusiasm too uh, is contagious. When you have conversations like with your with your clients, and I know Mike, some of the guys that you work with, the advisors that you work with, do a very good job of this stuff. It just kind of permeates to the their friends. You know, you got to talk to Mike. You got to talk to this guy. You got to make sure you talk, have a conversation with this guy. We have to also have that same enthusiasm when we talk about this stuff. It's hard to get. You can't waste your time. Disabilities happen tomorrow, and the question is, are you ready? So those are the things, and I think obviously that in regards to those objections that we talk about, first and foremost is that nobody ever thinks it's going to happen to do to happen to, happen to you. And I know with this virus going around now, I know you guys have already talked talked this on previous podcasts that it's pretty relevant to most people today that the opportunity or the chances of becoming sick pretty pretty good. Bobby, did you ever um, think your gym was going to close? Oh my goodness, not for this long. <laughs> there we go. I mean, if Painful. you don't have something to talk about in the future right now, you never will. This, this will go yeah. forever. Yeah, but uh, you know, Mike, the other one is too is this objection in regards to cost. You know, it, it's crazy to me, and we talk about showing a thousand dollars a month as far as a base benefit. You know, we start there and talk about selling them in units, but unfortunately what happens too often in our business, and we're guilty of this as an industry, is when an advisor calls for an illustration or a quote, 
our reaction is always to show them maximum benefit, all the bells and whistles. We send them a 51-page illustration and say, good luck, Tiger, go get them. <laughs> and the first thing our clients, the first thing our clients look at, right, is the cost. The first thing, that's the first thing they look at. And we lose them. And so I always say, don't start at the top of the hill. Let's get, show them $1,000 a month. Everybody can afford $1,000. Sell them a unit. If you became sick or hurt yesterday, you couldn't work for the next 12 months, for the next six months. We need to cover the basics, mortgage, utilities, groceries, kind of that kind of stuff right there. How many of these units would you need? Now, if somebody said, Bob, all I can do is $1,000 a month, great. Take that app out and start right there because you've got them as a client. Get them as a customer. There's future purchase options built into this product. You know, principal, Mike, we have that future benefit increase that nobody pays attention to. It's, you know, 4% increase automatically for the first six years. But many advisors don't even know you can get up to $500 every year on that policy. So if somebody ultimately became uninsurable, and when do our clients want this stuff the most? It's when they can't get it. <laughs> We've learned that nationally, Bob. Excuse me for interrupting. We've learned that nationally, nationally, as an entire nation, from business interruption insurance. People are now looking at policies. We always talk about never reading anything, and I get that. That's why I think you made a good point earlier. It's imperative that the broker understands the contract because now is the time. Everybody wants to know how business interruption works. Nobody looked at their contract. Hundreds of thousands of businesses until now. Guess what? You're never really sure a pandemic was covered. My point to you is, is you, and very well taken on your part, is this isn't complicated stuff. If you get a thousand, great. Chris and I were laughing this morning, Bob, before you came on, just as a sidebar. The amount of money I spent taking my kids to Orlando, to Universal, and Disney would have paid probably five years of premium <laughs> for the disability contract <laughs> that I owe. Probably five years of premium to take my kids to Disney and Universal. The point is, is if I didn't have any money, I couldn't take them. So obviously, you know me well, just like Chris. I would never, I, I would can't, I would lose my house before I would let insurance premiums lapse. But that being said is, you're right. Don't let people off the hook. You just never know when. Well, and, and that's why I say, Mike, you know, if the guy says I can only afford a thousand, if you're flat on your back and somebody sent you a check for a thousand dollars every month, are you going to cash the check or are you going to throw it away? I'm not sending it back. Most people are still, <laughs> you're still going to cash the check. So it is meaningful, number one, but also like we talk about future purchase options and protecting that insurability. The principle, like I'm saying, is that future benefit increase, you can get $500 a monthly benefit every year to that policy. So in the, in the course of the next six years, if things really went bad and you became uninsurable, you could take that thousand and ramp it up to four grand. And in another six years, you go to seven grand. So it's a powerful tool that we give our clients and we've got to make sure that they understand that we're all, we're not just trying to protect our income. We're also trying to protect their insurability. And I think, I think that message needs to resonate because it's, you know, everybody thinks they can just get this stuff whenever they want. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. And Bob, that goes with the commentary as we begin to wrap up here that Chris and I just had this conversation last week, two weeks ago, and you and I had it twice last week on basically webinars is the importance of insurability. As you and I have always said, we think it's the most important feature in the contract because you've heard me say more than once. Your next visit to your physician could be the last time you're insurable for the rest of your entire life. Do you really want to take that chance? And you just put it in a different context today, but said the exact same thing. 
And for that, I thank you. You've always said, you know, no, you know, what give them the opportunity to say no. You and I say the exact same things, which is why we wanted you here this morning in different ways. I say give somebody the opportunity to say yes. He say let them say no, but not forever. Point well taken. You've got to get on this stuff. And if you said nothing more today, the most important thing is enthusiasm, conviction, and confidence. To sum it up, I think that's where you're coming from. Is that fair? Amen, brother. Well, Bob, with that, I'd like to thank you for joining us this morning. Um, enjoy sunny Florida as it begins to get super hot down there. Uh, my door's always <laughs> open, so if you want to get on a plane, come visit. Um, our summers are wonderful. So with that, Bob, we'd like to thank uh, you so much for joining us uh, this morning, Chris. Hey, I'm always- going to turn it back to you. Yeah, Bob, that, that was really, really good. And, and I'm, I'm reminded of one of the things that we've all talked about over the years about some of the best ideas or some of the ones that have been around for a long time. And Bob, your example is really the three-legged stool, which has been around since when Mike, before Mike and I got started in the business. So it's just a matter of taking that three-legged stool, you know, not making, as you said, an oh, by the way, a way sale and then using those four, three, two, one ideas. It, it's just a great way for producers to be successful. And it's a great way for wholesalers and carriers to make sure they're out there preaching the gospel to them. So I echo Mike's thank you, Bob. You did a great job. And for all of our listeners, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a a single episode. So Mike, I'll be talking to you soon. And Bob, I hope our paths cross soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you.